We still have a lot of problems with antisocial behaviour. I know that there are a large group of youths that have been causing quite a bit of concern within the community and we're looking at ways we can address that long term in partnership with the schools and with the local authority. When we first started, we managed to really get to the root of the problem. A lot of those kids' parents had houses with the local authority and we were able to effectively use their tenancy agreements against them in order to bring their children under control. That tactic worked really well, but obviously that's a last resort. We really want to ensure that there's plenty of diversionary activities, loads of positive stuff for kids to be doing. And there are. There's great things that kids can be doing at school, great things they can be doing in the community. And it is frustrating that some of them choose to just hang about the streets and, and cause a nuisance. So we're, we're trying to work with the kids and their families to, to resolve those issues long term. If you look at some of the online sites run by Portobello Online and others, you do see people complaining about what they variously describe as feral youths. And that does appear to be a problem. And we have seen an increase in, for example, the amount of graffiti appearing along the prom, particularly at the Joppa end. Well, that's the thing. You're right. There is minor criminality that could or could not be associated with youths. And that's one issue that I suppose, from a criminal perspective, we deal with. But my frustration really lies with with the lives of the kids themselves. If you've got a group of young people, or say one person in particular who's 14, 15, not engaging with school, not engaging with sport, extracurricular activities, not engaging with voluntary work. I just think that's such a wasted life. And they are at an age where they could do anything they want in this world, be anything they want to be. And losing them at that age is just such a tragedy for them as it is for the community. So as a police officer, I'm looking at ways in which we can bring those kids into line, that we can work very closely with PC Ferry and PC Berwick, who are our local school link officers who work incredibly hard all year round with many of these children. We also have, through the local authority, a strategy called the Youth TAC, which looks across the area at specific children that are causing specific problems and, again, works with them, with the community, with their family to really identify long-term strategies to curbing their behaviour and putting them on the right track. I'm fully behind that. And I want to be clear that we're also um, compiling a list in partnership with some youth organisations in Leith of all activities that children can do, particularly over the summer holidays, that should be available on a website over the next few months. So there's no excuses for hanging around the streets at night and complaining that there's nothing to do. There's loads to do within our community. What needs to change is sometimes the community's attitudes towards it. We need to ensure that we remain positive in engaging with young people, but also the young people themselves. They need to change their attitude and they need to ensure that they take responsibility for putting their lives on track. OK, let's stick with the streets for a moment, because there are various things which have happened over the past year. So, for example, we've now got the, the 20 mile an hour zone, pretty well all the way through Portobello. That must have made a change in terms of how you approach enforcement. Yeah, in regards to road traffic, it has made a change. Obviously, 20 miles per hour feels very, very slow. You're lucky if you're driving around Edinburgh to get out of second gear. We're police officers, we're also human beings, we understand the frustration. It does feel slow on some of our big roads, but the powers of be have decided that that's the law of the land and that's the one that we'll enforce. I do empathise with people coming off big roads like in from Joppa in towards Portobello. It changes from a 30 to a 20 just as you pass the Colistines and come towards the promenade. You do have to really be mindful of your speed. The way I do it is this. We go out with a speed gun as often as we can. We'll be going out later today to do enforcement, to do education. If people are going above 20 and they require a word of advice, they'll get a word of advice. 
But if they're going well above 20, then they will be issued with a ticket. So we're um, talking 30 miles an hour plus? Well, usually 30 miles an hour or above, but obviously it depends on the circumstances as well. If there's tailgating, if there's a car driving very fast up the back of another car that's slowing down, or if the driver doesn't appear to be taking a word of advice, then I will look to reporting them to the Procurator Fiscal or issuing them with a fixed penalty ticket and uh, three points in their licence. And we've done that on numerous occasions here over the past few months. So yes, I do appreciate driver's frustrations, I really do, but it is 20 for a reason. It means it's safer for children, safer for families. It creates a better environment for us to work and live in in Portobello, particularly along the high street. And I've got no qualms at all about issuing tickets when it's appropriate to do so. So let's turn the frustration around the other way, frustration with drivers. Because around the the schools, the primary schools in particular, there are controlled areas. And yet I still read people saying that people are turning up and parking in those areas. Yeah, so in Portobello we've got two main areas to look at. We've got St John's Primary School and Tower Bank Primary School, which is just around the back of the station. Now, those areas have around them what's called restricted streets. So during pick-up and drop-off times, so around half eight in the morning until nine o'clock and then again in the afternoon, those streets become restricted. It means that you have to be a resident of that street and have a permit or be a blue badge holder in order to drive your vehicle down that street. Now, when that came into enforcement around a year and a half ago, my colleague PC Love and I were out and it was car after car after car that were infringing the signs. We've been out earlier on this week and we are getting few and far between vehicles coming down those restricted roads. And now before I I can hear the criticism coming from you because you're such an established journalist, so let me cut in before. (laughs) You say, well, when the police are there in their uniform, people are less likely to do it. But what we do is we stand round the corner. So people have already committed to... uh, This is as close to sort of surveillance as I'm ever going to get because I'd be completely useless at it. But the closest we get is that we stand round the corner, round near the primary school. So drivers will not see us until they turn into the school area. That's when we pull them over. That's when we give them words of advice. There was only one parent that infringed the restricted street at Tower Bank Primary. There were some others. There was a taxi driver who was unaware and there was workmen who were doing a job down there who were unaware as well. But nevertheless, one parent... Now compare that to a number of months ago before we started doing our proactive high visibility enforcement. We were able to dish out tickets like hotcakes, but uh, advice has on most occasions been suitable. Now one of the important things that's about to happen that you are leading on has to do with Alcohol Action Week. Tell me about that. Yeah, so on the week beginning the 2nd of April, we are going to be running an alcohol action week across the northeast of Edinburgh. Now, we've been doing a lot of work with the Community Alcohol Partnership, which bring businesses, police and youth organisations together across the community. And what we're doing is using that week to do as much enforcement and education as we can across the whole of the northeast of Edinburgh. That includes all of Leith Walk, all the businesses down by the shore, everything in Portobello and Craig Miller in order to educate as many people as we can about licensing laws, trading standards and also do enforcement too as well as tie in as many antisocial behaviour patrols as we can within the community. So there's a whole range of activities being run that week. We're going to have the Police Scotland Youth Volunteers out giving advice to people who are purchasing alcohol. We're going to have chalk spray stencils, which I've promised are temporary. If they're still there in six months, I'll apologise to the community. Warning people off buying alcohol for under-18s. We're going to be doing joint patrols in the city centre and down Leith with businesses. 
We're going to be carrying out joint patrols with trading standards in all of our off-licenses to ensure that tobacco and alcohol are being properly marketed and are properly taxed and labelled. We're going to be doing a, a huge number of, of antisocial behaviour patrols as well in, in all of the hotspots uh, across the northeast. So there'll be a huge amount happening that week. Check Twitter for further details. I love a selfie and I love a tweet, so no doubt you'll see us doing loads of good stuff that week. And numerous um, community officers are being involved in that. So we're looking forward to it. It should be good. Now, one of the things, some of the words I've heard you talking about are to do with education. We'll speak to people. So what's the balance between, shall we say, education and proactive enforcement? There's always a balance between education and enforcement. And sometimes we will arrive at an incident in which the law obviously needs to be enforced. As a community officer, I look more to the education and long-term side. So, for example, for the last year and a half, I regularly carry out patrols in Portobello along with PC Love of all the off-licenses of bars along the high street, anywhere that serves alcohol. We will go in, we will carry out mandatory checks, we will speak to engage with the members of staff there and with the management, we'll carry out a visual check of the premises, We'll ensure that they're displaying correct posters, Challenge 25, for example, to ensure that anyone under 25 is getting asked for ID. So that's all part of our education, and that's been going on for over a year. What I'm hoping to do during the Alcohol Week of Action is carry out plain clothes checks as well to ensure that they are adhering to asking people for ID and challenging any sort of person who might be proxy purchasing, purchasing on behalf of a young person. So part of our operation that week is going to be to do the enforcement side because if anybody fails below that standard, they may end up getting a formal warning or they may end up getting charged. And I imagine that we will see some some charges being progressed at the end of uh, the Alcohol Action Week. Just listening to you talking about being out and about in the streets, how much of a welcome do you get? And I know you run these coffee with a cop events at the library how popular are these as well how much community involvement is there with the police that you might be hoping for i think you've hit the nail on the head of a key aspect of community policing which is sometimes the success of it is actually quite hard to measure you know if we don't have a number of crime reports or a number of tickets or a number of people who attend each of our surgeries as a sort of key measure of how well community policing is doing Any of those things we could drive up if we wanted to. I could spend all day on Portobello High Street giving out traffic tickets. I could wander around all day trying to get crime reports for minor vehicle offences. It would make you very unpopular. It would make me really unpopular. But it's also the key point I'm trying to make is this. That is not what community policing is about. It's ensuring that we're present. It's about ensuring that we're here. It's about ensuring that the police service is something which remains accessible and open to people. And you can't measure that success. And I think that we have had a number of people attend our surgeries. There are some residents who regularly come to our surgeries, perhaps every other month, in order to receive an update on what's been happening locally or to share their concerns with us. But it's the reassurance that we provide of knowing that we are here, of knowing that we are accessible, of knowing that we can be spoken to. That is the standard of community policing that we're seeing not just across our locality or across Edinburgh, but across the whole of Scotland. I think that that is something that can't be measured and that's something which the community find invaluable. And it is absolutely my commitment as the beat officer for Portobello, and I know it's David loves as well, to ensure that we maintain that standard and that we maintain that service to the public.